Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hi, y'all. It's Amir Yasai, your number one gay in quarantine, quarantine queers. We are here for Gay Twitter Live for AfterBuzz TV. Uh, if you have been living under a rock, you don't know who Jay Rodriguez is. From Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, honey, the OG, gorgeous and pink, here with us. How you doing, Jay? I'm good, Amir. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. And of course, we can't forget about my co-host, Brian Santos, looking gorgeous ever in gray, honey. Gay in gray, giving Yay. us life. How are you doing, sweetheart? <laughs> doing well. We're all rocking our backwards hats and giving some power bottom energy. I mean, just for myself, I'll know about the rest of y'all, but... <laughs> <laughs> Love it, love it. And we can't forget about Ollie in a backwards cap, looking like he's, you know, uh, what is it called? Rushing for gay, gay, gay theta. <laughs> How are you doing, uh, yeah. Ollie? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm upset that I'm out of alcohol, but I will live through this weekend, get groceries next weekend. You know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm surviving. Okay, great. You can always <laughs> post me it's alcohol too. It's a hot That's time. true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. Um, before we dive into our hot topics, um, I, Jay's one of my really good friends. He's on my podcast. He's such a doll. Um, he's a fabulous, fabulous actor. I mean, he's been in so many things. Uh, <laughs> recently, I haven't seen him in this role. He was a kind of psychotic killer on Agency You haven't seen Rookie. me in this role? <laughs> Goodbye. He's off. I guess I see you. I just, I, I just always see you as such a marshmallow lover. Yeah. So to see you playing this. Is so new for well, us, and we love it. Yeah, and you know, here, you know, here's the funny thing. You know, my career started. Actually, I can visually show you because I have like posters yes. and things. So my career started. <laughs> Eighteen Yay. category is first time up in drags, and then uh -oh. they yeah. sent me on Broadway like that. This is what yes! hung outside the <laughs> This is what hung outside the Niederlander Theater in New York. Yes. Rents. Iconic. On it. First Iconic. time in drag, right there. Um, nervous wow. as hell. Can't tell. And, um, Can't even tell. Right. So I did that for mm -hmm. half a decade and built, built on my resume, you know, did some plays at Lincoln Center, like playing an urban kid. So it was very different. But again, mm -hmm. theater, you're only um, people that see it or the people that come, right? So I've had roles. My first role on TV was playing mm -hmm. a straight dad on All My Children when I was 19. Wow. <laughs> Love that for you. So, wow. so then Queer Eye comes along, right? And it, it becomes this global phenomenon. It was literally on Bravo, which at the time had really nothing but inside the actor's studio and a lot of reruns of things like Bravo, mm -hmm. we're going to play it again. And so mm -hmm. for us, there was no such thing as a Vanderpump. Vanderpump was a thing I did to James Vanderbeek before I went to bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah! that was <laughs> so I'm I vintage Bravo. We triple the right. ratings in Bravo's history and suddenly put Bravo on the map. However, sure. in what ended up happening was I taught the whole world that I'm the Puerto Rican Emily Post when really my background was just being a really, they wanted someone who knew New York like the back of their hand, who was young, hip and urban. And I fit those boxes. So I do a hundred episodes of Queer Eye. I win an Emmy, wow. the world is all excited about it. But then I moved here to Los Angeles to get back to being a performer. 
And yeah. that battle was an uphill climb because I was brown, Ooh. I was queer, somewhat femme mm-hmm. presenting at times, which I fully own. And I mm-hmm. think there was a lot of stigma around that kind of gay then. Yes. Um, but so this role, and you can catch it out on the Hulu app or the abc.com app for The Rookie, just aired Sunday. He yeah. is a gay character, but he's kind of becomes undone. And I think <laughs> it's one of the more grounded, fully fleshed out roles. I, I was hosting Morning Radio Show and I left, didn't have a gig, didn't have no coin coming in. And I mm. went to that audition like, this is mine. And wow. I'm really I'm really excited specifically for you to see it, Amir, because we talk about yeah. privilege and we talk about struggle. And it was really nice to kind of be on the show where me being gay is like reference for like a hot second. Um, then sure. you understand contextually, but like it really wasn't about that. It was of some something completely different. So in many right. ways, we have come a long way. Which is which is so amazing, and it says so much about the way that you've pivoted your career. Like you said, radio host, actor, you know, cultural expert on queer eye. I mean, you've done so many different things, and you you worked all your muscles and. It's really, really impressive. And we're going to get, we have a, a bunch of questions for you. We're going to get to that. We have so much to talk to Jay about. We're going to go through some hot topics. We have some crazy things going on in the world. In the gay Twitter sphere, um, we have um, Sasha Valor dropped her new documentary, Nightgowns, on Quibi. It's fabulous. We're going to talk about this straight guy that's coming on to his roommate during quarantine. We have a lot of fun topics to jump into. We also can't forget, we're going to do some shout outs to our fans from last week. And then Bryant has Pop Diva Dish with Who Better Than Dua Lipa to get us Word. through quarantine. Oh, she's everyone's, you know, queen right now. She's giving us life. And then all he has are, all he read about it. Um, you're going to jump into talking about some things that are going viral right now. And then um, we have a lot, we have a great show for you guys. And then in the second half, we have Eric Rutherford, who's the content creator and influencer and fabulous. I mean, he's so layered and structured and amazing. Um, so we have two guests. For the price of one tonight, honey. Um, so it's great. In quarantine, we have so many amazing fans. And we're going to out loud read some live uh, messages that come through as well. Um, so let's go back to the topic that I teased just two seconds ago. <laughs> uh, so I want to talk about um, Nightgowns on Quibi. Have you guys seen it? Ollie, Jay, Bryant? Mm-mm, no. Okay, so Quibi's free right now, though, right? It it's is. I want to get it. Yeah, but shout out to That's Sasha. how they get you. Right. Shout yeah. out to Sasha Valor. That's amazing. And especially like I was reading the article that um, you sent us in that she's not only doing drag queens in the show, there's also drag kings that are involved. And I think that's mm-hmm. such a vital, important, those are drag kings are so vital to the drag community. And I feel like a lot of people sleep on them. They forget about them and it's all about the drag queens. And I think it just goes to show like a documentary such as this and other drag race series that are coming, drag, not drag race, but drag series that are coming out are also just showcasing that it's not all like, RuPaul's Drag Race isn't the end-all, be-all. Like, there's no, other I love forms. that you said there's, that. Yeah, there's other forms of drag, and it's not. they don't even have to be on television. There's drag competitions at your your bars that we can't go to right now, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, there's so many outlets that drag performers and entertainers can utilize. And it's I not love that all, you're saying all, that. Right, and it's because, not, I yeah. love, and I love Drag Race, don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I listen, I always say this all the time because coming up, I had people performing in the art form of drag that weren't cisgendered gay men. You know, mm-hmm. with a lot of trans folks performing in the art form of drag, 
drag when you go see it out and about is very different than what you see on Drag Race. Drag Race Absolutely. is one show that does not reflect drag culture in its entirety. Right. It's entertainment. However, it was the big mainstream crossover success that put drag sort of in mainstream hands, right? Via RuPaul got it. But there are so many other kinds of drag kings. There's a lot of, if you go to San Francisco, you go to a drag show and it's like, I mean, every gender expression you could imagine. And mm -hmm. um, performing in the art form of drag. I mean, we have people like Wendy Ho, who's a cisgender female who opened mm -hmm. for Bianca Del Rio at Wembley Stadium. You know, Wendy wow. Ho's a parody singer. She does like all these parody songs, like Rihanna's uh, We Found Love. She does, oh, can I curse on this? I should ask. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. so Wendy Ho <laughs> does a parody of uh, uh, We Found Love in a Hopeless Place. She sings, I'll suck your dick in a public place. <laughs> I've seen and it. She's a bio yeah. queen, isn't right. she, Jay? So is Jay, she's a... And, yes, and then, and then drag queens do her songs, which is like this whole interesting <laughs> yeah. circle of drag life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's amazing, Jay, and even... Um, Michelle Visage has now did an interview and saying she wants to open, like, kind of do her own show where she has bio queens, drag kings, and trans folk. I think we need it and we're ready for you it. Have and to. much, much like your career too, when you started, like being queer and brown and femme was kind of like not so encouraged. And then now it's like the new trend. So, like, I think Let that you really broke that. Yeah, listen, the best thing to do if you, people really want to window into my experience in the early 2000s and the 90s is really um, listen to a lot of the interviews that Billy Porter was doing. I grew up mm -hmm. idolizing Billy Porter. He had a song, The First Wives Club, called uh, Love Is On The Way. He sings yeah. his freaking face off. He was Teen Angel on Broadway in Greece. Listen to that, too. He sings his face off. And then he just didn't work. Like, people wouldn't hire him. He was too gay, too black, too whatever. And it was like this whole thing. And I remember revering him as this massive star. Suddenly, Kinky Boots comes along. He gets the Tony. Great. We're all excited. Then Ryan Murphy... Um, understands his talent and wants to elevate it and show it to the world. And now we are uh, more embracing a different kind of queer. But I gotta tell you from my own firsthand accounts, the internet was new and people had Blackberries and they hit reply all in 2003. And I saw some mean things that were said about me, about my expression, about things I couldn't wow. change about myself. And that is in many ways why so many things, I, I'm the only one out of, I think all the queer eye guys to never get like a six figure, seven figure endorsement deal. There were parts of who I was that weren't okay then. And so I'm thankful mm. that there are people um, who are able to express who they are authentically now and we're celebrating it. Yes, well said. It, it's it's really well said. And I think it even this show shows, a, like even just watching this on Quibi, such a large platform. And uh, Sasha Valor had said that it's about creating queer family in the deepest way possible. But not only are, it's not just queer people watching this show. So everyone's watching this and going, I can relate to that. And I think we've come so far, but you know, we, people like Jay, people like all of us, like making steps to take up space in the queer world. And we don't look like the typical cisgendered white gay guy. So I think that's really important that, you know, we take up that space and I think we're doing it. So one I step like in that, front of the other. I love that expression too, because I think it's really vital. Because mm -hmm. I think we grow up, um, I don't know how you guys grew up, but for me, it was like, I grew up in uh, a very religious culture where it was Same. the definition of joy was Jesus first, others second, yourself last. And putting mm. yourself last in queer spaces is not right because mm -hmm. we should be okay with taking up space, right? Mm -hmm. and, and acknowledging and owning it. And if I look back at the, the mistakes I could have made, I should have, for, I should have, 
been present and owned the space I was in and yes. not veered off of what I thought people would think about that. Mm -hmm. Other people's opinion of me are none of my business. Yes, honey. That's, that's how I live my life. And I spent so much time and me and um, Brian have spoken about this as well. Like spending so much time wanting to be liked or wanting to be appreciated in different spaces. Like you can't live your life for other people. So I think it's, yeah. it's very important to, and we, you know, I think that these statements are so important, but I wanted to go a weird little left turn. Um, uh, there was a really great story on Queerty about this gay grandson who documented his coronavirus lockdown with his 89 year old Nana and she has dementia and they, he, he wheels her around the cornfield and they have videos. I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was so heartwarming. And the grandma kept saying, why aren't you marrying uh, every morning? Why aren't you married to a woman? And he'd say, I'm gay. And then she'd be like, oh, that's fine. And they'd relive his coming out <laughs> every day. Um, so it's just very sweet. So have you guys seen any other stories like that that you want to comment on or anything heartwarming just to bring a little happiness and light to this whole lockdown? Hmm. I haven't seen any stories, but I do want to check that one out for sure. Um, go ahead, Ollie, because I haven't seen anything. So I would oh, no, go, please, that one. please. No, you go ahead, please. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I mean, just to comment on it, it's like, it's definitely sure. something that will be super, like you said, positive to, to share during these crazy times because um, a lot of people have different coming out stories. And I mean, thankfully, myself, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but I had a really, really pleasant one, you know. So um, to be able to okay. share a pleasant story kind of can bring some positivity to not only the situation we're in um, as queer people, but also to everybody out there that there's just, we just need positivity and to come together during these times. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think and it has forced us to connect more in a different mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm mm -hmm. talking to people that I maybe took for granted pre-quarantine. Yeah. Mm. Like we're just having, engaging on a different level and it's just more than pleasantries. There's not the ambient noise at a bar to kind of distract you. You're actually talking about stuff. How are you? Like, how are you holding up? Like, what are you gonna, mm. you're concerned about money. Um, like, how can we figure this out? Do you have food? Like we're talking primal, getting back to the basics with each other. And there's something mm -hmm. kind of really, I mean, it's sad, but there's something really kind of beautiful about being reminded and letting people know that who you care about, that you actually care and that you're with them. Because Absolutely. I think we don't, our lives are so fast that we mm -hmm. don't think to stop and like get all like mushy, you know? Exactly. It's actually really well said. And actually on, on gay Twitter, a lot of people were commenting about this as well. And, and, and some people like Brian's story had positive coming out. Other people were saying, I wish, you know, my grandma was so supportive and wasn't, you know, a homophobe. And there was a lot of dialogue that happened on gay Twitter, which is really nice to see for me, because I think, again, the more these conversations happen, the better we can move that needle along. And, um, and there was, and again, just back to Nana Jean real quick about, she was so funny. She just kept laughing in these videos and saying, I have a great, a gay grandson and I'm proud of him. And it was just like really, really sweet to see that. And I think that mm -hmm. right now, especially with, you know, constant negative news, CNN, we have so much negative stuff being thrown on us. It's so nice to have these stories, um, to hold on to. Um, I also had another story that came up on gay Twitter and people were going nuts. It was about a mostly straight guy, basically meaning someone that's questioning. Um, he had always looked up to his gay roommate. He'd always see the gay roommate, you know, having sex with his grinder dates. And, and you know, he, he, he joked that he would make breakfast for the dates. And, and he said that as they were quarantined, it, it, it started out first him falling asleep and then his gay roommate putting a blanket on him. Then it was waking up to the roommate brushing his hair and like kind of they were started canoodling. And now he did this interview and it was so cute because in the interview he said, He's so open to the queer experience and they've talked about coming out and 
And so what do you guys think about him saying I'm falling for my roommate? Some people on Twitter, on gay Twitter were really upset. They were like, this is gay baiting. But I don't know, I, am I just naive? I kind of thought it was sweet. Like, what do you think, Brian? What are your um, I don't think it's gay baiting. I actually, when you said that he was brushing his hair, I was actually more like um, coming for the gay guy because I was like, boundaries, honey. Like, seriously, like, <laughs> uh, um, so maybe that could be my thing. I don't think he's gay okay. baiting. I think he's definitely just, um, like, he, like you mentioned, you know, kind of exploring and being open to things because mm-hmm. I feel like, um, we kind of talked about this when we were kind of out in public, we're holding this persona. We're, we're trying to like put this this facade up that we're this, that, or the other, you know, but now that we're all kind of in quarantine, we're kind of alone with our thoughts or alone with just those people that are, you know, we're closest to. So I think that it kind of opens up more, more, I guess, thoughts and more openness to doing that kind of thing. Maybe I'm just mm-hmm. reaching, but that could be what he's going through. Yeah, that sounds really, I don't think it's reaching. Jay, what do you think about this? So I had interesting experiences with this. Again, you know, being mm-hmm. on Queer Eye was the first all gay cast in network history that was embraced. Yes. Like we had like President Bush who had a long history of anti-gay policies, you know, talking about us and referencing wow. us. And it was like this big wave of acceptance. Unfortunately, that also meant it was kind of like invoking that kind of emotion for a lot of heterosexual presenting men mm-hmm. who maybe are um, uh, prior to that time had very little, if any, exposure to gay men uh, mm-hmm. in a way that was accessible and like, oh, they're just like me. And I think that got confusing for um, specifically a friend that I made at the time. We'd go out all the time together. He was straight. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't even think anything of it. And then he started wanting to sleep over all the time. Oh. And we'd sleep in the same bed and okay. we'd want to cuddle. It never got sexual. But okay. I remember like we basically functioned as a couple. And one Ooh. Halloween we're on the dance floor and he just like started making out with me. And then we like would like make out at gay clubs, but that's the, as far as it would go. However, wow. I met a, he would always meet a girl and go home with her and then wanna mm-hmm. hours later call me up, be like, can I come cuddle? When I tried hmm. that, I met a guy and I really liked him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, we're gonna get out of here. And he was like, so in his feelings hurt he was oh. like i can't believe you're doing this he's like wow I I, he's like i would have sex with you if i could but i can't really like, crying and i was like what? wow so i will say that i think there's a lot of sexuality that exists within us um that mm-hmm. we are frightened based mm-hmm. on um whatever we have around us whether it's we feel unsafe to express ourselves that way that's untapped right i just don't believe that sexuality is fully black and white just for myself it's mm-hmm. not been like i mean it's ever expanding and ever evolving and so Absolutely. i think i always say for me the apps don't work because i can't gauge who you are i have mm. a projected version in a mini bio and photos that god knows what you did to those <laughs> so i don't really know but i will know if i like you based on how i feel when i'm around you uh, and so for me, like, I think it's possible to have those feelings. I certainly hooked up with girls, even up and through Queer Eye. Wow. And it was literally because I didn't feel seen by the gay community. I didn't mm. fit the archetype. And in queer mm. spaces, I felt either judged, ridiculed, or not fit in. And straight spaces uh, celebrated my difference, my mm. me being different more. And I felt Absolutely. safer, oddly, at straight clubs in their 2000s. So mm-hmm. for me, I believe that, you know, who knows? You know, we applaud mm-hmm. when women do this all the time and there's such right. fluidity in marketing with two women selling a fragrance and they're half yes. naked all over each other. We don't <laughs> really do that so hard unless it's Abercrombie and sometimes some fashion ads <laughs> now. You know what I'm saying? Like where it's Absolutely. really encouraged for girls to do it, but if a guy does it, he's gay. Absolutely. And, um, 
There's no, um, Jay, there's like, it, it's with bisexuality as well. You kind of touched upon that a little bit. A lot of men are not able to be bisexual. Women kind of invalidated. But when a woman wants to, you know, experiment, it's like encouraged. And you said that really well. That's a really good And I want to say about gay baiting. Yeah. I do not like straight men. I don't like the idea of watching porn where it's like straight guys. I don't mm. like none of that. Because if you don't even like my gender, I got enough issues with myself. I don't need you not yes, liking my gender. Honey. Yes, yes, I really agreed. do. And so agreed. I'm not, and also I think it's predatory. I don't like when I have friends who are offering straight guys money and you don't know what's oh, going to yeah. happen after, after he does something sexual with you. You're not at his house when he's going through torment because he's not able to talk with people about what he just experienced, the guilt he's mm -hmm. feeling. It's dangerous. predatory. It's it was dangerous. dangerous. I think it's dangerous and that happens to a lot of trans people as well. People will sleep with a trans person. I've talked to trans activists and, and then after feel a guilt and that can happen with straight guys as well. Like I've made out with a straight guy and he got very aggressive because he was like, I don't want this. And, and like, I don't have time to deal with that. So I think yeah. if you're out there struggling and I speak to this person, like I would try to just keep friends in quarantine. And if something happens after, that's great. Um, Ollie, do you have any quick opinions before we jump to some live comments just real quick like i think it's sure. quarantine is a good time to not only connect with the people like you live with like your family members if you do i live with roommates i don't live with my family but also keep in mind to also reconnect with yourself and maybe this yes. person's learning more about themselves maybe this person's straight maybe this person's fine maybe this person's gay mm. who who really cares the only yeah. opinion matters is that that guy's opinion of himself and He's the only one who knows who he is, or maybe he's still trying to figure that out. So it's not- Preach, not, Ali, preach, it's not, preach. It's not, yeah. In a nutshell, it's not our place to say who he is and what he should be, so. Yeah. Well yes. said, honey, well said. I love that. And I, I think that that's a perfect segue. Um, we just want to thank all of our fans for watching After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. We're going to be here every Thursday at 5 p.m. live. And we have some live comments. I'll get to them. But I just want to thank you all. Please like, subscribe, and follow our channels and all the social media, After Buzz TV. And go to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars, honey, because we deserve six, but we'll take five. Um, <laughs> please go comment away. And uh, we uh, have uh, some shout-outs from last week that I want to read real quick. Carla C is saying, even though this is just your second episode, I'm obsessed. Thank you for giving us some great content to listen to. Makes staying quarantine that much more fun. Hope everyone is having a great day. Love that, Carla C. Thank you so much. It's the people we do it for are the fans. Um, and then Zach311 uh, is welcome back. Love the show. Thank you from Canada. So we have Canadian fans, honey. Universal <laughs> Healthcare. They are giving $2,000 a, $2, a month, honey, and checks for four months. Yes, Canada. You better um, work. Um, and then we have some live comments. Again, Carla C is commenting. Uh, so happy you guys are back. Uh, RJD is saying, is Corona affecting your sex life? Yeah, honey, I don't have one. I'm uh -huh. at home with my parents, so there is no sex. <laughs> I'm my best Ollie, friend. What, what about so. you? What about you guys, the young boys? What, what about yeah. you? You got roommates. Did you ever slap and tickle with one of your roommates, Ollie? No, no, no. <laughs> Boundaries. Boundaries. But I do, I do have a hard drive with some stuff on there stuff that really on it yeah and then <laughs> i i have some sites that i will attend sometimes you know just what uh -huh. I, you know that, like nat geo uh, and stuff national geographic shout out Disney, Wait, Disney plus 
Well, you know what? Every time yeah. I go, the minute I go to log on to something like that, there's one thing that happens consistently. And that's I love the props, wants, by the way. This one Ooh. wants to get involved. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's in his little <laughs> unicorn. I knew I was doing this with you guys today. Oh. So I put him in a little unicorn one yes. That's our mascot, <laughs> honey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can have He's him. So oh my cute. God. <laughs> I'd love to have him. Oh my God. So sweet. Um, Brian, what about you? Any, are you grindering? Are you FaceTiming? Uh, How are you keeping it all? I'm not. So I okay. haven't been on anything, but I logged in for one quick little second. Somebody was like, hey, what are you looking for? I said, what the hell? Nothing. You better be <laughs> staying home. <laughs> but you know what's crazy Damn. though? People have been, because I've been on there just, you know, socializing. Sure. People get very angry and aggressive. They got angry with me when I yeah. said the same thing. I was like, are you kidding me? And they're like, oh, come on, you're being a fucking pussy. This is being blown out of proportion. And I'm like, really? Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Really? Global pandemic? No. Really, dude? No. People are crazy, yeah, I... Jay. Someone offered me gloves. They said, come over, I'll give you gloves. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh. You're like, what about that toilet paper, though? You gonna give me some toilet paper? I was like, I'll take some toilet paper, honey, to go. And, uh, oh, my it, God. It, it, it's, a weird, it's a weird time in the world. Um, but we definitely want to, Jay, before we jump to our um, last segment, before we let you go, I know you have another show. Uh, we just want to ask you a couple of questions. Obviously, yeah. you're so open and have touched on so many things. But I just wanted to ask you about what, like, I'm going to ask one question and then I'll throw it to the boys. I, you do so many things. Is there one thing, obviously, from Rent, you know, Queer Eye, the acting, the hosting, all of it, you do so many things. Is there one thing that really is like, if all of those went away, you would still do that? Like, what's the like core of Jay? Live audience. Um, I think oh. one of the things about things like The Rookie, which was like, I'm really excited for you guys to see it. Um, it's a yeah. great episode and really, really cool. I had to dig deep and got it. But mm -hmm. there is a special relationship of this live audience that I miss. In fact, I'm actually doing a virtual show. You can find out the details cool. on my Instagram at J.I. Rodriguez. Um, next Thursday, a week from today. And because uh, I missed performing in that space. And mm. so for me, it's like, there's a relationship. And um, I don't like shoving content at people. Like I get nervous. Like that's why I think it's so cool that we're doing this in real time. People are commenting and watching. It's so fun. Because for yeah. me, it's like as an actor, performer, as a singer, there's, there's like a relationship there, right? And I, I recently posted some singing videos uh, on my Instagram as well. Cause a lot of people are like, oh wait, you say, oh, oh, you sang. So I'm, <laughs> I think anything, even though I had a sitcom for a year with Reba and Lily Tomlin called Malibu Country. And that show actually made Oh, I the love first that guy, show. Yeah, love the first guy that. off reality to be uh, a series regular on a scripted show, but it was a live audience. And there's something so special about mm. that. So even though, you know, Queer Eye was amazing and, and great. And it probably is, I think what people, May, you know, instantly be like, oh, that guy from that. I think where my heart lies is like performing live and I don't care the size of the audience. You know, I have, mm -hmm. I used to have my Thursday nights at Revolver. Um, I like, you know, do touring my cabaret act or it could be, you know, at a proper 2000 seat theater. It doesn't matter to me. I just love live. Right. Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, boys, do you have any questions? Bryant, Ollie? Um, I would ask, uh, of course, yes. Queer Eye. So what would you think of, what do you think about the current Queer Eye? Are you watching it? Do you like it? Yeah, so um, interestingly enough, like three years ago, I was in Puerto Vallarta, like workshopping my cabaret act because I'm like Celine Dion, I test my shit out of the country first. So um, <laughs> that's actually that. a Margaret Cho joke, just by the way. Anyway, long story short, I'm there and I get this call and it's the producers of Queer Eye. And I'm like, what? And they're on speaker. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the era of the reboot. So I'm like, they're totally bringing us back. I'm so excited. <laughs> I run outside and I'm like, hey. And they're like, hey, so we just wanted to let you know, wanted you hear from us first. 
Mm-hmm. We're bringing Queer Eye back. Now, every Puerto Rican, New York part of me jumped right in. There was no breath on his end. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing because I feel like now in my 30s, I like so much more to contribute. And like, mm-hmm. they were like, with the brand new exciting cast. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. <laughs> right. Put in my mouth. However, they were like, we want to include you at some point. We'll figure something out. We did like a little sit down lunch with them. So that was the first time we met them, was in real mm-hmm. time on camera like three years mm-hmm. ago. And they were so lovely and gracious and really sweet. And and it was like, okay, cool. I was for sure butthurt at first. And then my team reminded me, do you know how long we had to fight just for you to be considered legitimate as an actor? Do you want to go backwards and repeat something that you already did in a monumental way? Or would you want to just, you know, honor what you created and pass the baton and allow them to create and and I think the latter was the smarter choice. And I slept on it. Absolutely. I was like, you're right. Like, I wouldn't want to repeat senior year, even if it was the best year of my high school yeah. experience. You know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. it, I will say this to that end. I have seen the show. I love the show. It was the first time I watched Queer Eye and got it. Because I can't watch mm. me and my friends. Because I know what's coming next. You know what sure, I mean? Like, sure. this was the first time I, it didn't feel like mine. It didn't feel like they took something from me. It felt like their own thing that mm. I could enjoy. Um, Mm -hmm. now several seasons in, I wish they would Netflix and the producers of this new show would consider bringing us on for Thanksgiving or Christmas because I'm actually friends with the guys now. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say we did just do Family Feud. Oh, OG versus new school. It'll I love, oh, I love that. Yeah, no, it's gonna be so dope. And um, I can't say anything, but do you remember the movie Bridesmaids? Yes. yes. Got it. I know what she did. I know what she did. So, uh, I already know. So, what she did. Um, so anyway, yes. So anyway, long story short, uh, I love the new queer guy. I think the guys are really sweet. Um, I actually just shot something. I, I don't even. They never said I couldn't talk about it, but I just shot the producers of queer. I did have a new series that I think Amir, you'll really be into. Um, it's called Equal, and it's a four-part miniseries, scripted oh. drama about yeah. unsung queer heroes of the 1960s. People oh. I had kind of softly heard about, and right. real queer icons today each play one. Um, and Fabulous. so I just shot that with the queer producers, and, and it was interesting to be around them because I haven't been around them in mm. like over 13 years. You know, Amazing. so it was. I'm gonna have to like, check that you- out. Yeah, yeah, it'll be on, I'm sure, you know, yeah, at some point next year. But wow, yeah, I love, I love the new Queer Eye and they're very Fabulous. sweet. And I hope that whoever controls it um, has us do one joint like Thanksgiving, maybe their final episode or whatever. They, right. I don't know when that'll be, but, you know. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. I love, I love it. Ollie, do you have a quick question before we let Jay go? What's your number I'm one? single. Number oh. one. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, what's my we- number one? What's your number one um, goal after quarantine? Like, what's the top of your list? Something that you really want to accomplish by that's the end of 2020? That's a really good question, Ali. That's, that's a good, good question. I think uh, I, I did this thing where um, when I was doing the radio show, I felt so hidden because, uh, you know, you're just listening and you're praying someone tunes in. And, and radio, you're lucky if you have them for seven minutes. If they get a commercial or something they don't like, they leave. So the retention's really tricky in radio. And so I, I bought this really nice camera and yeah, um, yeah. I was gonna try to make content and stuff. And now I've started doing it and I've learned how to edit. So I think part of me is just, um, I wanna leave quarantine understanding that I have more power over my career and, and I guess my overall just sense of happiness as well 
that is not brought to me by what happens when I leave these doors. And Ooh. I think that's my biggest takeaway is like having had moments where I've woken up, you know, I'll be honest, past three, just like super depressed, I sure. felt sick to my stomach, you know, and then other days where I've woken up and I'm like, today is gonna be a good day. And I'm gonna Ooh. make sure that happens. And so Absolutely. for me, I guess the minute this is over, um, I'm going to Ollie's house, and then after Ollie's house, I'm going to um, start living in a new way. Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, this, this is a match made in heaven. Just <laughs> send me send send me a DM before I, so I know that you're on your way. Got so it. I can get your way, okay. Copy thank that. You, no, thank you, Jay. That. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. I love this. Who knew I'm a matchmaker as well? Yes, <laughs> Lamba. I love it. Ollie's officially embarrassed. He's getting <laughs> rough. Sorry, Ollie. It's okay. okay. I knew Thank Jay you. was Thank gonna you. do this. Jay is a flirt. It's fine. It's all good. Uh, I even wore it's some glitter good. for you. Do, can you see the glitter? Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I knew I was gonna be with a mirror, so I was like, gotta wear a little. You gotta be extra. I, I have a little okay. glitter in my shirt, so yeah. I'm here. Well, thank for you guys so much for having me on. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Congrats thank to you, you. and just yeah. I hope you thank keep you. this going post you know, quarantine. Hopefully. I think you're yes. all so smart and articulate and, and really thank diving you. into topics that people just kind of skim over and you're really going right. there. So thank you for right. this. Thank you. Yeah, thank when you. we're back in the studio, please come back in the studio. We'd love to Yes. Yeah. It'll of be course, so fun. Yeah. But Fantastic. tell us where we can Ollie, follow Ollie, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, I will give you Ollie's number. Look how red. Uh, <laughs> he's getting as red as his hat. Oh he's my like God. He's so embarrassed. Leave meeting. Leave meeting. Um, um, Jay, tell us where we can follow you before Ollie yeah. turns to mush. Uh, yes, so <laughs> I am at J-A-I Rodriguez with a G and a Z, um, and it's on all all platforms, and I answer all my DMs, and I'm just really as active as, uh, you know, I, I try to be as active as possible, so. Great, yeah. and then tell us, so you have a show ne uh, this yeah. Thursday? Yeah, so this is so April's dope, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to make it like basically uh, like, you know, those opening one shot videos of the VMAs doing stuff where it's just yes. one camera going yeah. into multiple rooms that are lit and it's a different vibe. Oh. That's what the show's going to feel like. Can't you wait. can watch it anywhere in the world. It's streaming. The link for tickets right. is in my IG profile. Um, right. It's so fun. And they're like 10 bucks and um, it's going to oh be a great God. show. And it's interesting because it's part of the drag fest. And okay, when perfect. they asked me, I was like, wait a minute, do I got to do drags? I don't want to do drags. Just do okay. you, just do you. So okay. I'm really excited. Perfect. I got costumes and sets. It'll be oh, we can't wait. Yeah. Okay, we love you so much. So we're going to let you go because I know you have love to jump you. on your other show. Mwah. I'll yeah. see you soon, love. Bye. Take care. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Take care. See you. Bye, lovely. See you. Bye. Bye. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jay. Ollie, <laughs> thank you. Okay? Yes, I'm fine. I just feel very like blindsided. I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> oh, hi, Eric. Hello, sweetheart. Eric Rutherford, my lovely friend. Can you hear us? Hello. Hi, Eric. Eric, can you hear us, sweetie? <laughs> oh no. Eric? I don't know if you can hear us. Um yeah, so basically, uh, Jay just left us. So um, we're gonna go right into uh, the, oh, Eric is there. So Eric, can... I think you're on mute, sweetie. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can't hear us. So we're just gonna move oh, no. along until Eric can uh, maybe figure out the sound. Uh, okay, Ollie, so we should, because we're gonna, we're kind of running low on time, so yeah. Ollie, uh, not Ollie, uh, Brian, let's do uh, the Jula Peep 
let's do your uh, Brian's pop diva dish, honey. Let's give us the yes. dish and tell Eric. We'll figures. be real fast. I'm just gonna talk about um, Dua, Li Dua okay. Peeps, Dua Lipa's new <laughs> album. Um, it's Dua amazing. Lipa. If you haven't heard Future Nostalgia, it's like iconic, amazing. Um, the what I wanted to talk about on Gay Twitter is actually an article from Billboard, who basically mm -hmm. did a really I guess, pretty crazy prediction that Future Nostalgia could be in the running for a Grammy at 2021. Mm, so gay Twitter was yeah. kind of split down the middle. Um, I think Dua Lipa is just kind of very polarizing in gay Twitter in general. Um, mm -hmm. Some people love her, some people don't. So I think mm -hmm. that's kind of what's happening. I absolutely love her. I think she could definitely be in the running for um, a Grammy, possibly like Song of the Year with Don't Start Now. But that's what she, okay. just what I wanted to talk about of just how Future Nostalgia is amazing and gay Twitter is kind of like yeah. on the fence. Like, do we love her? Do we not? Do we love Future Nostalgia? Do we not? So... Okay. Um, Eric, are you here with us? Can you hear us? Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> oh, my God. Eric, my friend, looking gorgeous as ever. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. Are you guys are I'm, I'm great. You guys are looking fresh. Oh, thank you. We did our backwards caps today. I see we that. <laughs> I should go get mine. <laughs> well, yes. go, ahead, you, go grab it. I'm just kidding. Your hair is so gorgeous. We need to see it. Um, how are you doing in this rainy LA day? Are you good? You know what? I'm good. I this good. it's always odd, right? When it rains in LA, it's, um, but it's nice. We're all oh, no. I I appreciate it. I, I I absolutely appreciate it. You know, it's but it's also I will say it's very interesting. Um, obviously, we're all stay at home right now, right? And you know, it's it's when you're now we're we're more locked inside, so to speak, right? You know, it's. Right usually you don't have to worry about the weather. You don't think about the weather. And when you have those right. moments of like, oh, it's gray outside, it's raining or whatever. Ooh, I get to, I could get to stay in bed and get under the covers or watch a movie or watch whatever and just, you know, just chill. Whereas now it, for some reason, um, I'm reacting differently, you know, during mm. this time. Because we're stuck. We're yeah, stuck. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. Maybe it just, yeah. you know, it makes it that much more difficult to kind of get out of bed and like, <laughs> have right. a, a positive attitude for the day. Definitely. It's kind of hard. It, it is a little hard to kind of get yourself going. And um, before you jumped on, Brian was talking about uh, Dua Lipa. So she has a new album and yes. um, hopefully she'll she'll be on her road to possibly getting a Grammy. Um, so do you listen to Dua Lipa? Dua, Dua, oh my God, Dua Lipa. <laughs> it's like a tongue twister. Wendy, is that you? <laughs> Wendy Williams. Right? Yes, I do listen to Dua Lipa. <laughs> oh my god yeah i love i listen i think um i don't you know i was having this conversation with i was on a zoom chat with friends or whatever and we were talking about you know what what are you doing to keep your spirits up you know and and everyone obviously now is which i want to hear from you guys too like what are you all doing you know and people are saying it's like i'm having chats with friends i'm being creative I'm dancing on my own, you know, I'm listening. And every time I was talking about Dua Lipa and, you know, it's, I find it fascinating that, you know, so many artists, and I'd love to hear what you all had to say too, is so many artists who are planning to put out either mu music or movies or whatever. And, and they've now, you know, they've now postponed it or put it off. Obviously Lady Gaga being one of them. Right. And we talked I, about that last week. Chromatic. Chromatic. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and I find it interesting again, not, part of her team don't know what she was thinking or whatever it was but that she went through with it you know right. she right. she even though you know yes some of it was leaked and the whole thing but i love that she followed through because i think the timing of it mm -hmm. you know and her mm -hmm. music one i just think she herself has such a presence she mm -hmm. does 
But That's then to cool. have this, these songs now, right, that are so mm-hmm. up and they have such a great rhythm to them and a beat and like they just make you want and you want to put on repeat and you want to dance right. around your place or whatever it is. I just, <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it, it, the, it, it couldn't be more perfect. You know, right. and, I, and I think it's only made it even that much more successful. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I think, absolutely right. And yeah. Eric, I don't know if you're, I don't think you're on TikTok, but on TikTok. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, you are? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Yeah. I might be old, but I can still play. That's funny. <laughs> I heard my back doing one of the Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa dances. So <laughs> I, I, I get it. I really get it. Um, I wanted to talk to you, Eric, about this really funny thing that was all over gay Twitter. Um, it went viral. It was about uh, this, uh, this uh, queer uh, teacher writing about how kids avoid school recess and what they do when you're queer, like when you're a kid. And so it's really funny. Some of them are really cute. I just wanted to see maybe ways that you guys avoided recess. Um, I knew I was gay when I skipped recess to help my teacher laminate things and gossip. Uh, that's kind of the, that was the twi- tweet that went viral. And then people kind of piggybacked on it. I knew I was gay when I put my black fur parka coat on my head and impersonated Cher during recess, and my teacher played Sunny. So that gave me life. Like, I just want to know, are there any things that you guys did um, to maybe avoid school recess or in ways, like, how did you express yourself as kids? I want to hear what you guys have to say, and then I'll say. Yes, yes. Go ahead, Brian. I actually didn't avoid. I was there on the playground chasing the boys, so we'd always do girls chase boys, and I was in the front of the line chasing those boys. Um, (laughs) So that's what I I did. I also did laminate with my teacher, too, um, (laughs) when I came back from recess, but yeah. (laughs) I love that. I love that. It's really sweet. Ollie, what about you? Yeah, I wish I had like a fun story, but I was kind of similar to Bryant. Like, I was digging holes in the sand because I grew up on a military base in California. Oh. Uh, so I was, I, I, the gayest thing I did was like go on the swings. I was a stan of the swings. I love the swings. I still love the <laughs> swings. Walk into Cute. WeHo, I go, I stop on the swing set there. I go, <laughs> I love I park. So like, I don't have like a fun story. Like I was all about recess. I love recess as a kid. Same. I did not know. I didn't know where your swing story was going. I thought it was a <laughs> swing, but oh. it's fine. Oh. You're so PG. It's good. It's okay. Um, yeah. Eric. Don't go like this. Eric is a little freak freak, I'm sure. You took it. You took, like you took that swing. You went that way. No, I'm listening. I'm, I'm saying with the guys. I was I was right in there. I loved, I was very active. I I didn't listen. I I was also I was a teacher's pet too, because I loved learning. I loved I always I listen, I always ready to stand up front, right? So whatever the teacher needed help with or do or whatever, but I was also I was playing kickball and tetherball. I mean every you know, thing. And then even when I was, you know, I think I started playing football when I was 11. So still very, it was very much a part of, I definitely played sport. I definitely didn't shy. Where I didn't though, where I would try not to is when we had to go take showers. Same. I get that. I get that. I understand. There was, I, there just was, you know what, like, I think I did it for a little while, but then I started coming up with making excuses of not mm. taking showers, you know, or, or I, I didn't sweat or, or whatever it was. And mm. I, you know, I think it's just because we, um, a lot of times when we were doing PE, it was uh, some of the older guys, older boys too, were, were taking showers. Oh. So like, you know, so I may have been like, you know, a freshman or in sixth grade or whatever right. it was. And when you started right. kind of mixing all the grades and that's where I would, it was, and it was less about me being necessarily gay, even though I already knew and I came out when I was 
15. It's already new around 13, but it was just that, like, I mean, I was a late developer. So for me, right. you know, you'd see these, you know, like the captain of the team or like, you know, like the homecoming king or, or, what, or whatever it was. And you, I was, I was like this little pipsqueak, you know? That's how I yeah. felt. I, yeah. They look like dads. I was yeah. like, how are they in the same grade as me? That's what yeah. I didn't get. Yeah. Like, so I relate to that too. I used to say I was doing Ramadan for three months. Um, so, <laughs> so they didn't know <laughs> until they found out and then I was in big trouble. Right. Um, I want to talk about something real quick too. Uh, Donald Trump's junior is obsessed with Tiger King. So he's been posting all these memes with like Joe Biden and his dad as Joe Exotic. And I'm like, does he not know that Joe Exotic is in prison? I don't really, what do you guys think about all this? Like, what's going on? I don't think he knows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is he doing? Is it just saw, to get followers? I, in all honesty, it's, well, listen, this is my, like anything I ever say, really, it's, it's my opinion. It's my experience. Sure. So like, who Absolutely. knows what the other person actually thinking? Cause I saw sure. them too. I saw when he was like talking about it and retweeting the whole thing. And you know, in mm -hmm. his dad's face on top of Joe Exotic and, and everyone else was retweeting. Like, is he not getting the joke? Is he not see, like really what he's saying? Yeah. And yeah. I honestly don't think he did or mm -hmm. he thinks Joe Exotic is really, really cool. <laughs> you know and you know that you know so uh, it's a lot it's a, it's really a lot in in the world going on and then add that in the mix um so i want to get to ollie's read all about it segment because it's really amazing and we're running a little short on time but um lady gaga kind of jumped in and gave everyone a little reality check so ollie take it away yeah so to be kind of in a nutshell she appeared on the tonight show obviously remote with jimmy fallon and she kind of talked about kind of like the issue of like how we're, we're all in this together and how she kind of like appreciated the sentiment but however you know it's not all about sitting on your phone and thinking imagine you know you really have to put the work in and gaga like she actually has been putting in the work during coronal reef like it makes sense as to why she postponed chromatica because she's actually working yeah. her butt off with the coronal relief and she Correct me if I'm wrong. She raised thirty-five million dollars. Yes, true. Mm -hmm. wow. So, like, I just, I just wanted it. That's amazing. This is why I stand her. She's a celebrity that is, yes, an amazing, talented celebrity. But she's also always been an amazing human being, um, who supported minorities and people who aren't able to speak up for themselves. And she's yes. done that since day one. So this is yeah. why she's my. She's such an amazing human being right now in this time that we're going through. And I just want to read this real quick. Well, I think this. While I think the sentiment is nice, I also think that the fight that I'm in or that you're in, right, is very different than the fight of a woman that is in perhaps an abusive relationship and has a child and lost her job and can't feed her kid and can't feed herself and also can't get the help that she needs because she's in a violent situation. So she's really speaking up for the people that are in quarantine and are still have all these levels of intersectionality that are affecting them negatively. So mm -hmm. it's not about literally like, yeah, we want to be like, yes, everything's okay. But I just really appreciate her using her voice and the platform that she has to speak up for those people that can't always help themselves. So I just, right. I just appreciate her so much. Yeah, that's really well said. Um, Brian, what's your opinion about that? Honestly, no more to add to all because he just said it perfectly well. And Gaga is amazing. I 100% agree with that. When I heard the whole, we're like, we're all in this together is cool, but it's not really that way. I felt that in so many different levels because she's just so knowledgeable and so smart to say that because people are kind of unaware that everyone is going through a different situation you know and it's not all charmed we're not we can't all sing around sit around and sing imagine like you said you know so um <laughs> right. it's definitely she's definitely so amazing for being that aware and to help people that can't be helped you know 
Absolutely, absolutely. Eric, any opinion? I, no, listen, I, I, I 100% agree with you. And, and I, when I saw that quote, I was actually quite thankful mm. uh, because, you know, more and more, listen, again, everyone has gone into survival mode, right? And right. Everyone is dealing with this the best that they can. And, you know, and, it, and it's something that I certainly have thought about. Listen, I, I'm very grateful. I'm in a situation. I have space. I have food. I am able to pay bills at the moment, you know, mm. and, and so, and, but early on, I, for whatever it is, either whether it's friends or because of just pushing myself to think beyond my own experience, mm -hmm. you know, that I am blessed, but why don't think about the people that literally when, you know, April 1st was coming along they don't have money. You know, I was a waiter mm. for years. I was, I was, you know, and I, I, I literally lived paycheck to paycheck and sometimes not even then. So, mm -hmm. and whether, you know, or I, you know, it just, you're, you guys are so right. It's everyone is, it's not just what you're seeing on Instagram, you know, in the sense right. of, right. like you talk about imagine, or even just space or being able to walk outside. Some people are struggling. Some people, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's people, you know, people of color or or religion or or struggle. Think about people struggling that actually aren't out. Or you know, I was just chatting with someone mm -hmm. who they are out, but their family is unaccepting. But they've all come mm -hmm. together because they thought that was more safe. Right. And right. so it. And also too talking about domestic violence again. There's. There are so many stories that are happening right now, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I will say I do feel more of those stories or more of those statistics even. And again, also to me, statistics obviously are always people. They're not mm -hmm. just numbers. So sure. I feel more and more that's coming out and, you know, whether it's in the African-American community that, you know, the, the, the COVID-19 is more and more you see greater people, greater exposure and more deaths, particularly talking mm -hmm. about right? So I feel, wow. I feel the news is beginning to catch up. Sure. Mm -hmm. you no, know, I'm hoping that it continues. And I think that is why to me, it's, again, I'm kind of pivoting again away from what you're saying, but I feel that's part right. of what I was saying. It's like- That's the core of it. It's, what you're it, saying is the core of it. Yeah, it's good. It listens good. And it's so crucial. And I was actually, I was just talking to my parents about this before jumping on with mm -hmm. you all. Mm -hmm. Testing is so vital right. in this experience. Not sure. just to know whether you have had it or not, right? Or whether you're healthy or not, but for those who have had it, but then also who have passed away, you know, who is it affecting more? What area? Because it is, it's a larger conversation. It is a talk. It's a larger talk because it's talking about healthcare, you know, available healthcare people can afford. I mean, it's, there's Absolutely. so much more and that's why. There's know, a lot of intersection, Eric. So and I much. think that like. There's so much, and even in New York, there was a story about like the Central Park, they put the, the hospitals there and the organization that was paying for those outdoor hospitals is yeah. very anti-LGBTQ. So yes. it's like this idea of like, are they rejecting people that are LGBTQ? And it, mm -hmm. it brings up a lot of stuff. And even me personally, like Eric knows my story. I came out to my parents last year and it was quite tumultuous and I moved in with them and it was hard for a week. I mean, thank God we're good now, but for a week it was quite contentious and I didn't want to stay in LA. And so I made that choice, but it, it can have its repercussions. And for anyone out there, like, please feel free to slide in our DMs, ask questions. Like, we can support you. Like, we're all here. 
like trying to support each other through all of this. And um, I just want to really quickly before we ask uh, Eric a couple of questions, um, Wilson Cruz did a really nice uh, article about um, straight people playing LGBTQ roles and it kind of being like award baiting. And um, it, it was really interesting because it, it was like, what he said really spoke to me. He said, I think what an LGBTQ actor brings to an LGBTQ role is different. There's just something innate and lived in that comes across. Um, I just was wondering, like, um, do you guys, when you watch a movie, does it matter to you? Like when you're watching and it's a queer role played by a straight person or do you prefer it be LGBTQ? Um, Bryant, what are your thoughts? I would definitely say that I 100% agree. I think that there's something that an LGBT person can really bring um, into that role. But at that same token, what I would say is I don't want people to get the, to get the notion that we want LGBT people to only play LGBT roles um, because it's going to limit the opportunities because there really aren't that many opportunities for LGBT okay. roles. No matter how far Hollywood has come so already, um, there is still so much more opportunities for visibility representation. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I want everybody it to be always be an LGBT person or a trans person, anybody who can really fit that mold. But that same token, I also don't want to limit the opportunities for LGBT people to take on other roles. Right. Yeah. No, I completely agree with everything you just said. Like, no, I, that's... I, I do too. Yeah. It was so well said. <laughs> it was. But I was like, damn, girl. I, 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 I was think... like, yes, work, right? <laughs> done. Done. <laughs> I, but I think going up to Ryan's point, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, Listen, it's your experience, right? As an actor, and I'm an actor. I grew up being an actor. That's, sure. that's my as my background. It's you know, and I heard I heard you all talking with Jay. By the way, I just heard that you were Doctor Stryker Ramore from Friends. I had the biggest crush on Doctor Stryker Ramore. That was you. So I was <laughs> like, that really shook me. I didn't know that. I just thought on your Instagram. But anyway, that's a side surprise. <laughs> surprise. Um, listen, as an actor, it's you're bringing your experience to a role, right? And. Right. And you want, I have always, you want the person who best fits the role, who best mm -hmm. can elevate it, can bring something different to it. That being said, you know, Brian, I think you said it so well in the sense of it's about opportunity. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, it, it's like going into casting. It's whether it's how looking at executives, looking at casting directors, looking at producers, looking at writers, writing the role, all of it. So that it's almost like, you know, this, obviously this, you know, any of you call it colorblind casting anymore, but it's really about the role, you mm -hmm. know? And, you know, yes, whether it's a male or female per se, but even that, you know, there's so many, there's some iconic roles. And now I, I'm forgetting, I thought about it too, but that were meant, were written for men, but actually the a woman came in and uh, he ended up doing it and they just, you know, they shifted it around. Interesting. Be, you know, it's to me, hopefully, mm -hmm in all of this that's happening, you know, and this conversation and even what you all are doing with this show, right? This platform, mm -hmm. it allows people to get information, to be exposed. Mm -hmm. Amen. And Amen. to see beyond what they're used to, what the norm is, you know, what, right. used, what used to work, so to speak. Because every industry right now, for obviously every industry is right. being reset. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's such a time for kind of resetting, regrowth. And um, before you jumped on, I didn't really get to do your um, bio. Obviously, we're such good friends. We've gotten to know each other. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart, Eric Rutherford. I know a lot of people follow you because you're gorgeous and the hair and the style. But there's so much more below the surface that like I've connected with. Like, I've never met a white gay man that has checked his privilege in such like an awe-inspiring way. And that's what I think 
I could say all of your accolades, but I think that is what speaks the most to me. And that's what connected us. And we've worked on, you know, we're working on a project together. Hopefully it will come out one day after this, but fingers crossed. But I just, in that process, we've, we've fought like brothers. We've gone up and down and I've just really gotten to really respect you. And um, aside from all of the wonderful things you do, you, um, you have a new show, uh, the, the Push. Am I right? That's the name of yeah. The Push? Yeah. Eric Rutherford. It's fabulous. Go check it out. It, um, you in, you just interviewed Elope, which is one of my favorite um amazing so eric has such a good way of bringing people to their best and so we just want to ask you a couple questions before we let you go um thank you for saying all that that's very kind of you i appreciate it my friend thank you of course i and i really mean it because i'm not very good at um even though i'm persian i'm not good with the bs so (laughs) so i really i I really really mean it and i uh, so i wanted what the first thing obviously i mentioned was you checking your privilege. Like the first time we had a conversation, you said, you know, I was a, a, I worked as a model and I would go to these fashion parties and I'd always ask like, where are the people of color? And speak to me a little bit about how that all of a sudden you just started to notice that or, or to want to be an ally. Well, I think it's, um, you know, listen, I think anyone who is an, an outsider, so to speak of, yeah. let's say, of predominantly white culture or, or privilege, whatever it is. And so just coming out so young, I've always had a sense of um, being on the outside or not normal or ha- again, however you want to term it. So, I mean, I've right. been that way since I was a, a kid. So right. just going through my life, but I also was very aware that I could pass, that mm, I, because of the cool. color of my skin, because of the way that I looked, because of whatever, how I was growing up, whatever, how I carried myself, how I dressed, all of those things for years, I could pass. I could ghost through life. I, you know, certainly experiencing life, you know, um, ups and downs or whatever it was. But I realized that, you know, um, again, because I was white, I could get in certain scenarios and I'd be okay. If my skin was a different color, it wouldn't have been so. Mm. But I, you know, and, and I, and I, listen, I'm very open about this that it really has only been in the last year, two years. Mm-hmm. That I was able to, whether it's because I grew into myself or was more right. and was more comfortable with who I was, that I was right. actually be was able to begin to even peel back the layer more to Ooh. see my own privilege. Amazing. And, and and you know, it 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 then takes you all the way back. And I have to say it's, you know, it's people, and I've talked about this before, very open in the sense of someone like Avery Duvernay, you know, who talks about right. that and talks about privilege and you know, talks yes. about diversity and, and it's, it's not about, it's not a trend. It's lit. It should, it's just a norm. It should be a norm. And but well, you, it, it goes, Eric, it goes beyond talk, right? It's completely. not just talking about it. No. And it it's kind of like it's pivoting and yes. And, and I think you do that so beautifully. Thank you. Um, Brian, Listen, it's, you it's, oh, sorry. Let me, it, it, again, no, it's, no, it's okay. So please, please. The last year it's, it's, it's seeing it's for me, it's, seeing who, where I am in my life. And again, I'm very grateful for it. And I honor my experience. And then it's to see beyond my experience. And like you were talking about see, with my friend and I, the story I relate to it's, I walked into an event and I was being paid to be there and had been invited the whole thing. And mm-hmm. I was with a friend of mine, African-American close friend of mine, care about him dearly. And he just was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it. I didn't see what he was saying. And then he said it to me and there was something that just clicked. Mm-hmm. And then it began to shift for me. And then I really had to begin to 
look deep and and it was i have to say it was uncomfortable there were points where i didn't even realize it so now right. i it's part is part of my passion my mission my right activism whatever to to both push myself but then also to elevate to support to to create dialogue to tell stories mm. I mean, all of that to begin to expand the experience and again if if it's if again i i look the way that i look because of the parents that i have where i was born sure. all of that right absolutely it is, it is i it is part of my responsibility if i'm a window in to allow mm -hmm. people who are either hateful dismissive ignorant whatever it might be or you know again just or just not knowing right absolutely it's part of i feel it's part of my responsibility as a human being you've made it a mission for you which is which is like really inspiring um do we have any quick questions for eric before we uh, no, I'm, um well are you married or looking for a third i'm kidding i'm <laughs> That's the second time someone's hit on someone. I'm on pulling this show. a die right now. I what saw Jay. Ollie. I saw Jay. Yes. Right now. I'm kidding. <laughs> shoot your shot. I love everyone shooting their shot like during quarantine. It's amazing. <laughs> you know? Why not? You never know. You never know. Love is blind and love is quarantine. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, um, Brian. I mean, Eric can answer, but he has a lovely. Um, yes, I do have a partner. Yeah, partner. Yes. Amazing. Quick, so understanding. Quick, quick question. Yes, yeah, Ellie. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, obviously, a lot of entertainment. Biggest, you know, we, talk, we talked about it. One aspect of we're all in this together. So yes, know yes. that you, well, and so I was in like, the, Lady Gaga hates that. In the sense of, in the sense of, listen, as a creator, as an actor, so much of what you are doing is to be, is, is your ideas to be able to share it, share it with an audience and you get so much from that and it, you know, it's in tears, being able to wow. be able to give back to an audience. And, and what I would say to any performer or musician or content creator, whatever it is, use this moment. And the only reason I say you're not alone is to think, because I think so often you get down on yourself, you know, and I was, Alok and I had this conversation in that and also find some discipline then if you want to be creative an you hour a day. An hour mm -hmm. a day. I wrote right. my first play oh. and I was petrified. Playwriter. And I did it many years ago, but I literally, wow. and this is how many years ago, was like, I literally used an old kitchen timer. So I set it for an hour, put well, every device away, did whatever, because in, in an hour, I said, here's your permission to go create. Well, it's one rock to make a mountain. And I think completely. That, that's, that's how you do it. Completely. It's piece by piece and it's really well done. Um, Eric, we're running out of a little time, yes, but yes. I just want people to know where to follow you if they're not already following you. And then please tell us what day your show goes. Is it live on IGTV or do you post it? So basically it's, I go live on IGTV and it's, okay. it's, it's at, I've, I've been going back and forth I, whether I'm gonna do it on the push with Eric Rutherford or it's okay. Mr. Rutherford right now okay. on Instagram. Perfect. Perfection. So, and it's it, what I'm trying to do is just space it out. So right now, I you know, last week I did a series of four. I didn't do any this week. Um, again, because so many of people are going live, and then next week I'll do a series of four. So got it. Got it. Yeah. It seems like everyone discovered Insta Live during this. I oh like, my god. It existed before. It existed before. <laughs> so I don't really understand. But I shouldn't say anything because I am launching my own talk show Sunday night at 8 p.m. on Insta Live. 
called The Human Unicorn Hour. And you can follow me at Amir Yas underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, Brian, where can they fo follow you? Yay, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at the Brian Santos and also on AfterBuzz TV's Quarantine with a Star. Yes, honey. Ollie, what about you? I'm Ollie Drennan. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ollie Dreamer. Perfect. Woo Love it. Thank you for being here for Gay Thank Twitter. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Amir, Thank, you. Thank, you, Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jay. Love you all. Be safe. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.